So last week after the parish mission, I took a few days of vacation to go skiing and snowmobiling just north of Florida, you know, maybe north, northwest. And before we went out snowmobiling, we were given some basic instructions. You know, okay, this is how you give it the gas, this is the brakes, this is reverse, you probably shouldn't need it, and stay on the trail. And then we reached this point, there was like maybe about seven or eight snowmobiles, and we had a guide. We reached this point where there was this huge opening, like this massive valley with mountains on either side of us. And our guide said, just like, go have fun. You know, just, just don't hurt yourself or anyone else. But I just ask you to stay away from that side of the mountain because it's prone to avalanches and I really don't want to have to call, you know, search and rescue. So I'm buzzing around. I'm having a good time. And, and, I, and I see this like untouched area of snow. And I said to some of the guys I was with, let's go over there. I said, just to kind of go over the snow that no one's been on. So off I go, I'm buzzing around and I'm there, I'm kind of tracking through the snow and I, I turn around and these guys aren't following me. So I circle back to them and I said, hey, are you guys coming? And they're like, um, I'm pretty sure that's where the guide said, do not go lest we perish? I said, oh. And I was like, you know, as I was heading over there, the thought did occur to me that maybe there's a reason why there's no one else been over here. Could this possibly be the area that might be forbidden? Surely I'm not going to cause an avalanche. Today in the Gospel, there's one sentence that stands out, probably one of the most recognizable sentences, scriptures in all the Bible. John 3:16. What a powerful, succinct summary of salvation. God so loved the world that He gave us His Son. And how does it finish? That everyone who Oh, wow, that's so good. Everyone who believes in him might not perish, but might have eternal life. What does it mean to believe in him? Because it all kind of moves and shakes and makes a huge difference, an eternal salvation difference, is that word believe. God so loved the world, he gave us his only son that... Whoever should believe in him might not perish, but might have eternal life. To believe in him. See, I, I, I think you might say, I believed what my guide was telling me, but I wasn't being obedient. I was flirting, coming up to the line, and crossing the line a little bit. But to believe... Our belief is first in the person of Jesus Christ and then what it is that he teaches us. Believing in God, that he exists, has no power to save us. I know a lot of people say, I believe in God. That's not meritorious in and of itself. 
The devil believed in God. We see that in Scripture when Jesus is exercising some demons. They say, I know who you are, the Holy One of God. Even the demons believe in God. It's faith that is lived in the light that becomes salvific, that gives us the hope and the promise of salvation. God so loved the world that he gave his Son to us so that we might believe in him and not perish and know the promise of eternal life. But truth to be told, we all flirt. We go along the edge. We want to test. And it's not really original to us. It's original to Adam and Eve. Because isn't that their story? God said, go wherever you want. Have fun. Just don't go there. That tree, that fruit, lest you die. And what does the evil one do? The serpent, when he tempts, tempts them, he says, surely you will not die. And the father of lies gets Adam and Eve to believe that God is a liar, that he's holding out, that they cannot trust him. And so if, I think what a powerful examination of conscience for all of us, just to be aware, how often do we find ourselves struggling with that question or some, that invitation, that temptation that begins with surely. Surely this isn't gossip. This is a meaningful conversation. Surely I'm not eating too much, drinking too much, watching TV too much. Surely this is not really sinning big. It's just flirting. It's just going along the edge. How do we, how do we prevent ourselves from, from falling into the trap and the temptation of Shirley? Of flirting, going along the edge. We have to have our focus refocused often on the Lord. Jesus said in the Gospel, just as Moses lifted up the serpent in the desert, so also the Son of Man must be lifted up. So whoever believes in Him may have eternal life. And what is it when we, when we refocus on, our, on the crucifix? Our Lord with His arms stretched out on the cross what happens when we let ourselves direct our gaze there? What we see there is God's testimony of how much He loved us. God so loved the world that He gave His only Son who was hung on a cross for you and for me because of our sins. If we let ourselves pause and to look and to gaze and to meditate, on the story of God's 
testimony of his love for us that's written in his son's blood. We will be focused on resisting the temptation of surely. And we will say, Lord, it is you I want to follow. I want to live in the light, Lord. And I can't do that on my own power. I need your help. I need your grace. I need to refocus on you. And that's one of those beautiful, powerful things about the Mass. We come to the Mass. We come to the Eucharist. And before you receive, we hear the words of the priest. Behold the Lamb of God. Behold Him who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those who are called to the Supper of the Lamb. Those words, behold, is a call for, our, for all of us, not just to look our eyes and focus on Him, but in our hearts to say, Lord, I really do want to believe in You. Not just in Your, your, your existence, but who you are and who you call me to be and how you call me to live. And I can't do it on my own power. So I come to this Eucharist hungry and thirsty saying, Jesus, help me, heal me, strengthen me, love me so that I can believe you more, so I can walk in the light, your light, your truth. Pray for the grace as we continue with this Mass, as, as we have the opportunity not just to behold him, but to be held by him. And as you receive him, as you go back into your pew, just ask for that grace. Jesus, open the eyes of my heart. I may really believe you more. Heal me of my brokenness. Heal me of my tendency maybe to, to kind of flirt around the edges. Let me refocus on you and who you are and who you call me to be. Amen?